0: Hello dear friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. Once again, so happy that you have joined with us today to gather around the Word of God. We're going to talk about an important subject today. I've never brought Anything from scriptures that I didn't say, it was an important subject. But especially in this day that we are living in, uh, the last of the last days, the time of the perilous time is not coming anymore. When I was a young Christian, it was always something future, not in the distant future, but in the near future. Now it is in the now future. Amen. So today I want you to pay close attention to the Word of God as we deal with a subject that we all need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Let Him have control in order to obey what is going to be taught us here today. I, for one, want to see a mighty move of God in this last day as this window of opportunity, albeit a small window, uh, that can be utilized to its fullest extent to get the gospel of Jesus Christ to all the nations of the world and to every person on this planet who will listen? Hey man, we want to we, we listen. If you're not a Christian and you have uh, tuned in here today uh, to this. Bible teaching, we want you to go to heaven with us. We don't want to to leave you behind, but I'm telling you, we're getting ready to leave this world, as the old camp meeting song said, amen. But until then, there's a work to be done here. We're occupying until Jesus comes. So please stay tuned today to this teaching, the power of agreement in prayer, the power of of agreement in prayer. Now, I don't have to tell you before we begin this teaching that the devil has a, a, a strategy of defeat to use against the forward motion, the revival, the effective evangelism of the Church of Jesus Christ. That body of believers that are truly born again, the Church, amen, is not an organization or, but it, rather it is a living organism and it is fitly framed together for a habitation of God by the holy spirit amen so satan has this this strategy of defeat this wile of the devil to use against us and it is simply this divide and conquer it has been used by military leaders down through the, the the centuries actually. Divide and conquer will always division will always bring defeat. I want to say that again. Division will always bring defeat. So let's talk about this vitally important issue today the power of agreement in prayer. I want to begin with Daniel two. In the Old Covenant, verses 16 through 19, it said, Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. This is taking an excerpt out of this scenario. Uh, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to three people. Listen, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. That they would desire mercies from the Lord God of heaven. I want to back up a minute. These names may not be familiar to you because these were the Hebrew names of the, of these three companions of Daniel before the Babylonians who took Israel into captivity changed them to Babylonian names. They wanted them to forget Their heritage as Abraham's seed, as covenant men and women, boys and girls, they want to absorb them into the culture of Babylon. And one of the ways to do that was to change their identity from themselves. They they didn't want them to relate to the names that were given them uh, that represented good and godly things. They just wanted to change them. And these three companions, and you will recognize the names they made them take, was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They threw them into the flames, but they did not burn because someone was in the midst of the fire Already. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's someone many scholars believe and teach was an earthly manifestation of Jesus before he was born from the womb of Mary. He pre existed time. He pre existed uh, uh, Abraham. He pre he was there at creation. (laughs) He didn't pre-exist God because he was co-equal with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, that's another message, but I just wanted to bring this out so you know who these three companions are. These are three of his Hebrew friends. Verse 18 said that they would desire mercies from the Lord God of heaven. That word desire here is to seek or ask or to make petition or pray. Amen. Concerning this secret that Daniel and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then was the secret revealed unto Daniel in a night vision and Daniel blessed the Lord God of heaven. This is about corporate prayer. This is about agreement in prayer. And this is about agreement with each other and with one another. Dietrich Barnhofer, the great Christian, the German theologian that was killed for his faith, he said a Christian fellowship lives and exists by the intercessions of its members for one another or it collapses that is see the devil knows that he knows that he knows the power of agreement and particularly in prayer so Daniel didn't attempt to stand alone here he told his companions so they could join him in seeking God for an answer one translation the uh, the NASB says in order that they might request compassion from the God of heaven Now, I'm going to say up front here, I do not understand the mystery of corporate prayer. But it's biblically and scripturally and especially spiritually true that when Christians pray in concert, whether 2 or 20 or 2,000, exponentially, amen, the force of prayer is greatly multiplied through agreement. Matthews gospel chapter 18 verse 19 and 20 again this is Jesus speaking here again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them of my father which is in heaven for where two or three are gathered together in my name there is Am I in the midst of them hallelujah listen this this corporate prayer this agreement in prayer this agreement with one another Jesus is there to answer prayer and to help us to discover the will of God and to aid and abet us in whatever need is represented so one commentator says of these two verses, there's great authority in corporate and a green, green prayer. The reason is that when two or three are gathered together in faith and committed to Christ, he is in their midst. His presence will impart faith, strength, direction, grace, and consolation. Hallelujah. Amen. There am I. In the midst of them. The Greek word here used for agreement. Symphoneo. You can hear it, can't you? means to be harmonious, to accord. Listen. There is a word here that you can hear it in our English. Listen to the Greek word again. Symphoneo. Symphony. A symphony orchestra is not made of one instrument. This is a many different instruments in harmony, harmonizing together. Oh, friend, wouldn't it be wonderful if every child of God, everyone who names the name of Christ in genuineness, could come together in harmony with one another and in agreement in prayer. The Amplified said, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make a symphony. Ah, that's bringing out the Greek. That's why it's called the Amplified New Testament. Praise God. Amen. If we could ever get together, oh, the power in prayer that would be released. Do you remember who remarked that in union there is strength. All the political leaders of the world have realized that, as Longfellow wrote in Hiawatha, and I quote, all your strength is in your union and all your danger is in your discord. Look around America today. Look at the polarization of people. Look how far apart that we we have drifted because of our politics, because of our denominational ironclad structures that won't allow us to ever come together and see the mighty in rushing of the spirit of god the mighty revival that could be uh, obtained in this nation and the mighty power of unity just in in politics look what they could get done and how quickly it could get done if they could ever get together Look, look, look at our racial uh, divides. We should have been getting better and better at coexisting in this country, but instead we're getting more and more polarized. Oh, friend of mine, the devil knows his business. Divide and conquer. Oh, friend, listen, all of these rulers here, however, both the good and the bad, we're talking about union for material power political power, military power. Jesus talks about union for the spiritual power, which is the greatest force in the world. In any war, to underestimate the enemy is a deadly mistake. And no less in spiritual conflict. We must, if we would have and obtain victory, we must stand together. I don't know if you may have a beef with another Christian. I don't know if you may have a beef with me. But is that beef worth? Is it something so vitally important that we would divide? There are things worth dividing over. Don't get me wrong. We cannot go along with false gospel. There are people that believe in the, in the Christian community, in the, in the Pre-trib rapture of the church and people believe it's mid-trib and people believe it's post-trib or after the tribulation. A friend of mine, these things have nothing to do with the soul's salvation or the salvation of a soul. And they shouldn't be big enough issues. You know, when it happens, we're all going to find out who was right and who was wrong. It's not really about all of that. It's about the fact that Jesus is coming back for us. And we need to be ready whenever. Not if he comes, but when he comes. Glory, hallelujah. I think we can agree on that. I don't want to be at odds with anyone. That is, my brother and sister in Christ, I want to be unified so that we could pray together and see this power in prayer so multiplied and become such an unstoppable spiritual force and the enemy so absolutely decimated, devastated, and defeated and vanquished that he can no longer divide and conquer us Any more. Praise God. How about you today? Can you come into that kind of agreement? You know, I I do believe it's possible to disagree on some issues without being disagreeable. And I believe every, every child of God has to make a a decision that we're going to forgive one another, we're going to love one another, for there is a love. There is a love. It's not the one, some kind of religious attempt to love, but there is a love that covers a multitude of sins or literally faults, and it's the love of God. Amen. It's the divine agape love, hallelujah, that sees and seeks for the best in every one. And doesn't magnify the things that are wrong. Listen. In Ecclesiastes 2. 9-12. through 12, It says two are better than one. Because they have a good reward for their labor. If they fall. The one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him. That's a warning this woe. That is alone when he falleth. For he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. I like the paraphrase. It says, And one standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but when two can stand together back to back and conquer and conquer, but two can stand back to back and conquer, three is even better for a triple stranded cord is not easily broken. Friend of mine, you've heard that a threefold cord is not quickly broken. It's in the in the text and the context of having agreement with one another, standing in unity, standing together. Praise God! You know there is a on our coins. It says "E pluribus unum," and it means. And that's one of the keys other than God's special blessing upon this nation is is what this nation, how this nation came together and stood together and stood the test that came together from its inception. E pluribus unum is the Latin phrase for of many one. Different cultures, all kinds of different situations that could have divided us, but we stood together long enough for God to bless this union. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, in the book of Acts, it's filled with corporate prayer meetings. Every forward thrust of the church was the result of agreement in prayer. Look at the church at Pentecost. They prayed 10 days and preached 10 minutes I remember the sermon that, that, that Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Three thousand were saved. I want to say that again. Someone has wrote this, so I'm, I'm quoting this. I want to make that clear. Look at the church at Pentecost. They prayed ten days and preached ten minutes. Three thousand were saved. We pray ten minutes. And preach ten days and are ecstatic if anyone gets saved. Think about that today. We must meet spiritual opposition with spiritual power. And prayer is the war prayer is the warfare and the battlefield upon which spiritual war is waged. The battle is won or lost here. And the devil well knows it. Amen. In Acts 4.24, it said, And when they had heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. Amen. And the place was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and with great power, gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of Jesus. And we're Coming upon the celebration of the resurrection and we don't want it to be perceived by the world by looking at the, at a lot of the deadness in the church world and see it as just another myth like the Easter bunny. It is not. It is real. It is relevant to our faith to the degree that if he be not risen, then our preaching's in vain and our faith is in vain and we are are not going to be raised from the dead. We're going to be as experienced the second death. Amen. And our sins are no longer forgiven. Friend of mine, we need to pray that there will be a demonstration of spirit and power to confirm the resurrection. Hallelujah. Praise God. Miracles abounded here. And the witness for Jesus increased. That is why we need to forgive one another. That's why we need to forget past hurts and disagreements. And we need to understand Satan's strategy against us. And we need to understand that how God wants to be for us to such a degree that prayer brings mighty, mighty results when it's prayed in harmony with one another. Hallelujah. When I first saw that agreeing in prayer and to agreeing on anything is getting somebody to agree with me for this need to be met, this answer to this circumstance and situation. I didn't see it initially as what it is and what I'm teaching you today It begins with how we relate to one another. And that's why we are to quickly not let the sun go down on our wrath. When you bring your gift to the altar, see Jesus is putting safeguards against this kind of division that is occurring, has been occurring, and the devil's been using it to to pry us away from that that would bring these wonderful, wonderful, Powerful, supernatural manifestations of God in the answer because Jesus is in the midst. (laughs) Amen. Elvis might have left the house, but I'm telling you, Jesus is in the house. And when we gather, he is in the midst. And there ought to be more happening because of Jesus being in the midst Amen. Can you agree with that with me today? If Jesus is in the midst when we come together, there ought to be more happening at church than just, you know, following the protocol and following the the bulletin and and the pastor preaching within a very tight time frame so that the, I'm not advocating preaching for four hours. I'm saying there ought to be more than a a pre Planned program that is tightly timed to where the church turns out uh, in a gnat's eyebrow of twelve o'clock on Sunday morning. Someone, someone has said twelve o'clock is when the church gives up its dead. Little boy went with his daddy because his daddy was a veteran. Went to church on on Memorial Day and saw a big American flag, one of the biggest he had ever seen uh, up front, uh, stretched out to honor uh, all of the the fallen dead uh, that have died uh, to give us the freedoms that we enjoy here in America. And the little boy asked his father, he said, what is that big flag for? What, 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 what is being celebrated? And, and he said, we, we are celebrating all those that have died, all those that have died in battle. And the little boy said, was that the morning service or the evening service? A friend of mine, is very telling, isn't it? When even our children see the infighting in the church, hear it, through conversations over the telephone. Hear it at the supper table, the dinner table. Friend of mine, we need to draw in our fleshly desires and our fleshly propensities to divide and we need to commit ourselves to a cause that is greater than ourselves and that cause is the building up and the spreading of the kingdom of god amen hallelujah peter is in prison scheduled for death but in acts 12:5 it says peter therefore was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto god him. And you know the rest of the story, I hope. You can read it if you want to. But an angel was sent. There was supernatural deliverance. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, Satan's kingdom is not divided. He applies the principle of agreement, and he understands the power of it and he understands the power of division. And that's why he comes against you. And that's why he comes against me. In Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, listen to this as we work to a close on this very important subject here today. And the scribes which came down from Jerusalem said, "Hath Beelzebub, He hath Beelzebub, speaking of Jesus. And by the prince of the devils casteth out devils. And he called them to him and said unto them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? Here's the principle in verse 24. And if a kingdom be divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house be divided against itself, that House cannot stand. And if Satan rise up against himself. And be divided. He cannot stand. But hath an end. I I want to stop right here a minute. If America falls. As a nation. As a world power as 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 an economic power, as a as an example of a democracy, it will be because of division. It will be because of something within and not something without. When we stand in unity and we honor God in this nation, there is no force spiritual, military, political, economic, there's no force that could bring this mighty nation to an end. But there is a force that can, and it is not a force without, it is a force within, and it is the power of division. And we're seeing it in the world right now, and in our nation right now in particular. And we need to never see it in the church of Jesus Christ. And you and I need to never. We must never allow that kind of darkness of division grip our hearts. Oh, we need never. That's why the Apostle Paul said of some issue in the church, if you have forgiven, we're going to go ahead and forgive, not even knowing the issue that our prayers be not hindered in this sense, that Satan not gain an advantage of Oh, friend of mine, the devil has been getting the advantage too long. And it's time that we put a stop to it. Hallelujah. Verse 27 says, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. I don't know about you, If somebody comes in my house, it's not about just stealing my goods. It's about harming my loved ones, my family. Oh, friend of mine, I will fight to the death to defend my family. But listen, will we lay down our life for one another? Will we lay down our life for the cause of Christ? I'm not talking about physically being killed or martyred. I'm talking about not wanting our way To such a degree that we're willing to divide ourselves from one another. Divorce ourselves from one another. Quit each other. Quit praying for and with one another. Friend of mine, I've seen that occurring for so many years. And my heart is broken. And if my heart is broken, what do you think about God's heart when He sees it? Oh, but when we come together... And when we stand together and when we agree and we pray in one accord, praise God, amen. It is going to shake hell and it's going to cause rejoicing in heaven and it's going to release a mighty move of God. A mighty move and manifestation of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Something that the devil can't defeat because he can't divide and conquer us in Jesus' name. I believe it's coming. I believe it's coming. I believe that God is going to move us closer together. We have something in common right now. We have a common enemy in the devil. And the war is raging. But we have a common ally in Christ. And the victory is sure. Hallelujah. So let's come together. Let's pray together. Let's stand together. And let's see. The mighty victory that God has provided and promised in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, if you don't know Jesus today, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're alone while this battle rages. And if the rage of Satan begins to be focused on you, and it is Make no mistake about it. He hates all of God's creation. And he knows that as long as you have breath in your body, you're a candidate for the grace of God. If you will turn to Jesus, run to Jesus, confess your sins, and know in your heart when you do, that God will abundantly pardon you. And God will forgive you your sin. Hallelujah. And Jesus will become a friend to you that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. And you will never be alone in this world. And you will live forever with your loved ones that are saved if you have them. And if not, when you get saved, God may just use you to lead them to salvation. Wouldn't that be? a quadrupled victory, praise God, or more and more uh, ad infinitum. God is so great, and God is so good, and I believe today that He is calling you if you don't know Him. In fact, I know He's calling you if you don't know Him, because Jesus came to seek and to save everyone who was lost. And he's come for you today. So don't deny him. Come to him. And then join this band of pilgrims. Just passing through this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. And let's follow the teachings. and Follow the mighty example of Jesus. That in this wicked and perverse generation. We may shine as lights in this world. For the glory of God, for the kingdom of God, for the King of kings, for the Lord of lords, in Jesus' name.